Animal Fire Radio. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Size Up by National Fire Radio. Every episode's goal is to introduce you, our listeners, to concepts, ideas, theories, and wisdom from our unique guest. We call this a lifestyle podcast, but don't think we're only going to talk about one specific lifestyle here. Family, fashion, music, fitness, food, health, wellness, beverage, and sports all intersect in our lives in different ways. They all culminate to making us, us, and causing us to ask the question to ourselves, what's your size up? So sit back, listen in, and take notes on this episode's Knowledge Bombs. Now, a quick word from our sponsors. Listen up. Our friends at Mercedes Textiles want to know, how often do you check your equipment? Probably every shift, right? But this month, they aren't just talking about the hose on your engine. Even if they have been a fire hose manufacturer for over 45 years. Because that hose is not the only hose you should be doing daily checks on. April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. So we here at the Size Up by National Fire Radio and Mercedes want to remind you to check your equipment. Because just like water on the fire, when it comes to cancer, response time matters. Early detection saves lives. This month, Mercedes is supporting Detect Together, a nonprofit organization dedicated to educating first responders on early cancer detection. Because if found early, the survival rate of testicular cancer skyrockets to 99%. I'd say that makes it worth checking your equipment regularly. So go to responsetimematters.org to learn how to check yourself and request your free firehouse education kit. Thanks in part to Mercedes Textiles. Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew from Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing metal helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 metal fronts in the market, they are a leader in the metal helmet front space. Their creativity, as well as customer service, sets them apart from the competition. They are manufacturing one-offs within 24 to 48 hours to ship to your door. Not only that, but head over to taylorstins.com and you'll see all the other products that they offer. Right now on their homepage, they have a whole page dedicated to vintage metal prints. It's so cool to see the original prints of the fire apparatus, fire hydrants, fire helmets, fire boots, flashlights. It's so cool. They are printed metal tins that hang on the wall that are aged and look to be from the original days of when these prints were drawn looking for copyright and trademarks. It's really cool. Taylor and his crew are super creative. They're always pushing the envelope as to what products they offer to the fire service. Check them out at www.taylorstins.com. That's, again, taylorstins.com to get a hold of Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Size Up. Uh, is, is, can everybody hear me? It's, it's been a minute since uh since we've done anything like this with the size up so i'm happy to have you all tuning back in um we have not recorded since 2020 when we recorded 10 episodes so i'm stoked to be able to bring the size up by national fire radio back in case you forgot who i am my real name is rob paparo but i am uh, much more commonly known in the social media world as just Pip, or in my own world as Pip. So feel free to call me that. It's kind of sad that I have to reintroduce myself at this point in life because we should have never stopped doing these, but we did. Um, but it just went on the back burner. 
And that kind of brings me to my, see, I'm going to say my first guest on the reboot, I guess, but he was also my first guest um, when we started the size up. So I guess that's kind of cool that we rebooted together. Um, he's also my boss, which is kind of an interesting thing too. When you have to interview your boss, is, am I really like I'm jumping? I'm j- dude, I'm you, jumping you in. Not, see, I knew you were jumping in. I there's knew no way. I'm, there's no way I could sit back on that. I'm not your freaking <laughs> boss. Get out of here, brother. Let's go. I had this great plan though. You just ruined it because I was gonna be give you a little bit of props about your your podcasting ability and your social media abilities, and be like, and without further ado. It's Jeremy. Yeah, I just threw up National my mouth Fire a little Radio. bit. Let's go. So you ruined it. Let's I said, go. I, I wanted to hear how good. Like, can I, I don't, do listen, you know I National don't. National Fire Radio. You drop it. Like, you you pause for a second. How do you do that? Can you say that, please? Jeremy, for the, for the National Fire Radio. See listen, how he man. does that? Yeah, it's well, it's, it's a hook. I took like that five hook. years, brother, and uh, <laughs> five years of long and hard dedication to trying to figure this out, and I still have no idea what I'm doing, but... I, I believe actors call that tradecraft, actually. I hey, Mike, I don't even know that called. much. I don't. I'm just uh, I'm just an idiot behind a microphone that's got some opinions and, and likes talking to people. So if that model works, then we're doing something right. Well, you hired me, and I was going to describe myself in that exact same vein. So I think, like, you know, we're, we're, on, we're on to something here, right? Hired is a loose term. Let's, let's it's a start very there. Term. Yeah, that's a very loose term. Listen, ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't do well with compliments. That's why I cut you off, because I don't need any buildup. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I am uh, I'm excited for this, man. Uh, 2020, you said, was the last time you recorded. Uh, I pushed you years ago to climb on board as, a, as another personality on the National Fire Radio platform. And we came up with a size up, man, which I think um, certainly is a great name for uh, what you want to do with this. Why don't you just give everybody a little rundown of what this is really geared towards and what it's going to be all about? Yeah, you know, it. it, it thank you. I have to say thank you, too, because I, I like to say thank you a lot. Everybody knows that about me that, that knows me um, for this opportunity and, and for being able to come back. And the size up when, when we first envisioned it, you know, we talked a lot about health and wellness because that's something that I'm a, a big part of that community, both in the emergency services and on just the generalized health and wellness side. But what that kind of developed into is more about how important health and wellness is to my lifestyle. But what you and I've talked about and what I think we're going to explore the most on the size of is that word lifestyle, not just health and wellness. You know, what is your size up when it comes to your lifestyle? What are you doing in your life to make yourself better than yesterday? You know, how are you contributing to the the outside world, to your own world, um, to your family, to your friends? Um, to your own wellness, whether that be physical, mental, spiritual. Um, There's just so many topics and so many great people out there doing things differently that I think a lot of other folks can learn from. And I'm really excited to to get to meet them and talk to them and and share their stories and kind of share your story a little bit today, I think, too. Yeah, I think that's Um, that's what the intent was um, and so on. So I'm looking forward to that. But I do want to say this, too, before you start 
you know, before we start You're going so down that road. You're so not going to let me host this. No, You're I am. I am. But I, I want. Hysterical. Listen, we're four minutes in, four and a half minutes in. But I do want to say, I don't know. Are you ki- Are you doing something in the background there? There's like a scratching. My noises. dog is running right. around. Yeah. So place. it's like, it's picking we'll up on the mic. So listen, Sorry. if you're going to start podcasting, we need you to do better. Okay. We'll start there. But but I still you're be on the national you still radio need the fire radio platform. You, you still need better, the equipment. Buddy. I got to drop that off to you. We got all new equipment for you to get set up. But I do want to say this. I think the size up is the perfect name, right? When you and I talked about health and wellness back in 2020, mental health was really fired up at that point. You were entrenched with 555 Fitness and working on the fitness front, uh, working for a not-for-profit and representing different companies. And we know that fitness and well-being is a big part of your life. And I and I admired that about you because me, not so much, right? And it's it's taken me a while throughout my adult journey to really figure out you know, the importance of that. And so when you and I chatted and I kind of pitched you on it and you pitched me, I think it was kind of like a mutual pitch. And I said, you know, it would be fun to do a health and wellness thing and really focus on, you know, the emergency services side, but it's not just firefighting, right? It's like all encompassing. And it's like, and then you and I went with the reboot now in 2023 after COVID and everything else, we started looking at the importance of lifestyle. And we talked about like, you know, you are, uh, you're a very snappy dresser. You like to, no, I mean that like you, you pull yourself together. Well, like you live a lifestyle that I admire. You have an incredible relationship with your family, your wife and kids, which I know are going to weave through the size up over time. Um, I know that you are a a huge family man. I know that you are, uh, you know, you're a guy that uh, is uh, believes in strong financials and taking care of your family and enjoying the finer things of life too, right? You dress well, you eat well, you like to drink well, right? And all those things. And so it really encompasses the lifestyle. And when you talk about the size up, on the fire ground, the reason why we came up with that name, right, Pip, was because on the fire ground, what do we do? We're constantly sizing up the scene, right? We're doing our 360s. We're we're working the front of the building. Command is listening to radio traffic. Firefighters are listening to radio traffic. We're constantly sizing up an incident, right, a structural fire, if you will. Well, life's the same way. We need to be sure that we're circling ourselves. We're doing a 360 view of ourselves. We're diving in and looking at different facets of our own life to determine if we're doing it correctly or if we could be doing it better. And so that's what I love, man. The size up represents very much what you're going to bring to the table with this podcast. It's a lifestyle health and wellness podcast designed for emergency responders, firefighters, and so on. And I, I just think it's going to do very well. And I'm so happy that you decided to hop back in with us and move forward. Um, because I think you have a lot to bring to the table and I think it's going to round out, uh, the national fire radio platform, uh, really well as another personality of our brand. So I'm excited to have you on board again, brother. Now it's your turn. Oh, now it's my turn. That's it. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be a good podcast host and, and piggyback off something you just said that was, was really true about what we do in the fire service and with that constant size up. But one thing that, that, Another comparison from the fire service and our size up there um, to life is also the fact that a fire scene, an emergency scene is constantly evolving. And I think that's a big part of our personal size ups in our life, constantly evolving, because we constantly have to change that size up and change what we're doing and adjust and bob and weave. And obviously, 
2020 made the whole world bob and weave in ways that you know we, we never kind of predicted we would have to um, some for the positive some for the negative but i think at least for me i know for you and i think for most people it's changed all of us you know and hopefully for the better especially by this point um, in 2023, and we could all take lessons, whether we agreed with things, we disagreed with things, but we changed. And I think for you, you know, being your friend and then, you know, going through all of this, you know, together, I guess is a good way to put it, you know, you were able to look at your life and realize some things that maybe you could do better at. Um, because since I've known you, you, you've been Taking care of yourself. Don't don't put 100%. yourself down in that. No, hundred hundred percent, absolutely. But you also have been doing kind of what we call burn the candle at both ends. Uh, you know, working your full time job, working the National Fire Radio Circuit, um, family man, all these things, and and you had to change a lot of things so that it didn't get too much for you. Literally, um, just said to you before we started that I am one fraction away from going Harry Carey, which is which we call Wednesday, right? Yeah. That, that is literally Wednesday. All the things that we talked about before we, you hit the record button here yep. are just the things that come at you in life and how you evaluate and how you change and how you adjust at that moment requires more mental fortitude than anything else. And I, I feel like I'll say this, man, like, you know, it's funny because like, if, I've, I've challenged people. I said, you want to walk in my shoes for a day? And I'm not like putting myself, I'm not by any means putting myself on a pedestal about my work ethic or anything, but I promise you this, I do not have a second of downtime unless I absolutely carve one out for myself. And I am the type of guy, like right now, man, I am, I have stress on me times a hundred and, and we can dive into that. Like I'm a fully open guy and that I'll talk about all the things that I want to talk about. That's fine. But the thing is, is for me, I think what's really interesting for me over time, I've come to realize that like, it's how you deal with it, right? Like I never realized that until now. And with the stress that the stresses that I have right now, uh, in my world, which are business, I'm running two full-time business. I'm, I'm doing two full-time businesses. I'm a volunteer fireman that, that consumes a lot of my time, and that's suffering lately because I just haven't had the amount of time that I need. I'm a family man with four kids and a wonderful wife and everything else in my world, right? And I often say that, like, I, I have this conversation with my wife, Terry, and I said to her, you know, it's how you pick yourself. She's like, I'm so sorry. You're, you're, you're so crazy right now. Like you're running around like a madman and you don't have a second to just ground yourself. And I said to her, when I need that second, I take it, but I don't have any other choice, right? Like this is what I've chosen to do. This is who I am. And I will reap the reward and benefit of it one day down the road. I'd like to think I will, but I also know that I need some of this constructive chaos in my life. Like, I don't think I would be happy or satisfied if life just ticked by me and I was sitting in a hammock with a margarita in my hand. Maybe it would be good, but I am so active and busy that I think I need that to thrive. And I can only feel good about myself when I put myself in a position of 
organized chaos, if you will. What I don't like is when the chaos becomes a little unorganized or I can't keep my finger on the pulse of that chaos because it's scaling too quickly. Um, and, and when that happens, that's when I truly have to like take a step back, ground myself for a minute, put things in perspective, and then dive back in. And I don't know where I get that from. Because most of the people around me probably couldn't handle the amount of stress that I deal with on a daily basis, the amount of people I manage daily, the amount of money I manage daily, the amount of projects and deadlines that I deal with. I mean, it literally can consume you. And I deal with it. And I deal with it every single day. And um, and I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where I'm, I was heading with that. But I think it's a <laughs> glimpse I think it's a glimpse into like my every day. Yeah. It's a huge glimpse into your every day, right? And that is your life. And I 100% am on board with you that I need to be constantly working on something. Um, Because one thing that happened to me in the past couple of years when I wasn't working on a lot of the things that I was doing, just because the circumstances of life weren't allowing me to do that, you know, just like a lot of other people, I went into that rut. Um, I need that controlled chaos. It's one of the reasons I think that attracted me to the emergency services field without even knowing it. You know, when you're, when you're 18, 20, 25, you're an adrenaline junkie, you know, you're, you're chasing that end of it. But really what it is, is taking that uncontrollable situation and doing exactly what you just said attempting to control it that we thrive off of bro i love i love firegrounds like i excel on the fireground i want 50 pieces of information coming at me at the same time i want process it right yeah process and go like i i have this uncanny ability i've come to realize that i am five steps ahead of where i am right now like talking to you right now, I know exactly where I want to go in the next 20 minutes with you on the conversation of how I want to map this out for your guests. And I'm hoping that through our conversation, we get there, right? When I do the podcast with guests, I kind of steer the conversation in a way because I know where I want to go and I know what I want to pull out of these guests, right? And so to me, I just, my brain works that way. I can look at something. I can look at, uh, I don't know, I'm sitting in my uh, my office at home, podcast studio, whatever you want to call it. I'm looking, and I have all this all this stuff all over the office, and I'm looking at, like, I don't know, this, this Yeti mug, and I'm looking at it, and I look at this mug, and I think about how it was made, how it was manufactured, but I also look at it and say, you know what? That would make a really good X, Y, and Z. I could use it for this. I could do it for this. I can, like, my brain is constantly creative, and I think that that has allowed me to, like, really break down and diagnose conversation, situations, and it allows me to really be able to tackle multiple things at the same time time and know the outcome that I want to get to. And that's why like on the fireground, man, I love, love the initial stages of fireground when things are batshit crazy. I love it because there's some type of organi- organization to it in my brain. And then you hope that the others on the fireground have that in their instincts as well. Cause a lot of it's instinctual, right? It's, it's done through experience and maturity, but it's also instinct. And the, you know the guys that are in the firehouse or on the fireground that either have it or they're trying to have it, right? Some guys just innately have it. 
Some guys are just very good when they pick up a Halligan bar for the first time because mechanically speaking, they understand leverage and they understand how it works and just stupid things like that. But some people have that inclination of how to do it from the get where others struggle in my eyes with something so simple. But I respect that more than ever that not everybody was created that way. And so, you know, I think that's um, something that I'm very grateful for. I'm not a strong reader. I don't read a lot. I'm not the most educated guy in the world, but I feel today that I'm super educated um, because I've opened myself up to allowing myself to digest more information than I ever have before. I think if I were to, like, go back to college today, I'd be a 4.0 student across the board. When I was in college, it took me five years to get my bachelor's degree, and I partied my ass off. Right. I feel like if I went back to college, I'd still be the guy sleeping in the class. You think so? Based. Oh, I, I think because I think I just learned differently. Yeah, I you know, got it. I, mm-hmm. I, I've always made the joke um, that if college was based off of 1980s Chevy Chase movies, Love I it. could do brain surgery. Yeah, because right? I can quote those like they're going out of style. You wouldn't have any clients, though. I mean, nobody would want to sit not. under your knife. But uh, yeah, you never know. But... There could be somebody that made. I have steady hands. I do have steady hands. But what? I think what you're getting at too with this and and that fire ground um, comparison is really good because you do, we call it organized chaos. And I know that may sound weird to some listeners who are not within the emergency services field. Um, And we do have a bit of a script that we follow, right? Where everybody kind of has jobs, but just the other day we had a fire. I'm on ladder now, um, went up, located the fire before the engine as the engine was stretching um my job is primary search but there was so much clutter down the hallway for where the engine had to make the stretch i took 20 seconds with the guy that i was with and we cleared a desk a bike a bunch of plants all this stuff out of the hallway so the engine had a quick better stretch that's not in the playbook No one wrote that in their how to be a truck guy book, but I knew that was something that was going to be better for the engine. And the engine LT comes up the stairs and I'm like, LT, the the fire is right up here. Here's the stairway. We cleared this out for you. And afterwards he's telling everybody outside, he's like, Pip and Brian were up there feng shui in the hallway for us so we could make the stretch easier. But without doing that, yep. They would have had a harder time, right? 100%. So getting at the the same point you are, we're also trying to make things better, trying to make things easier. And I feel like that's where in my lifestyle, even though it doesn't always work that way, that's my goal. You know, we start at it with a goal to make the situation better. And I I see you doing that too with all your interviews, you know, and and you just did a keynote. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Which is a very cool episode. I don't know what number it is, but it was from a couple weeks ago. So you can find that where you talked about these generational gaps really well and these changes that occurred and this evolution. And just the other day I was, uh, I was at Finn's lacrosse practice talking to one of the other dads who I'm good friends with about, parenting and our kids and you know the fact that there's some kid in middle school selling these power drink things for like five bucks a pop when you can buy them a case of them at walmart for like 13.50 um so i had to explain to my son like supply and demand and economics like you don't buy those things off that kid just because he's selling them (laughs) but he pointed out you know if you think about when we grew up 
Jeremy, he used this good analogy of, of Scooby-Doo, right? You watch the Scooby-Doo cartoons and what was happening when they were running? Like the background never changed, right? right? Like the background never changed. Where our kids and us included into say today's society, <laughs> the background changes faster than your eyes and the head can process it, I feel like in some situations. So that's what we have to be prepared for, I feel like. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, it, it's, um, God, I don't even know where to go with all that. I mean, one, that, that kid that's <laughs> it's sling- an amazing analogy, analogy. Listen, first off, listen, right? that kid that's slinging energy drinks, he's an entrepreneur Genius. and he's going to crush it in life. Right. Because Genius. here's the thing at the end of the day, we're all willing to spend more money for convenience. So you might nope. be able to buy him a case of them for 1350. That kid's slinging one offs at five bucks a pop. You know what? He's going to win. People think about it. I get in the art. I uh, listen. I had, to, I had to explain my kids about like how DoorDash works, right? Uber Eats. Like, listen, you know, you, you order food on that. I said, you're double paying, right? Like you're paying convenience. What was a $30 takeout meal is now $60 because you wanted it delivered because you're too lazy to get up and go get it. And, you know, for me, it's like, I, I really struggle with that type of stuff. I never, ever use delivery like we do my house is typically pizza on friday nights my yep. kids are all Typical old enough jersey thing yeah my kids are old enough now that a lot of times they're on the run they're either coming in from sports friend's house whatever and then they're showering and running back out to another friend's house or whatever on a friday they're in high school now my youngest ones so like it, terry and i uh, been doing a lot of date nights on friday night because like the girls are always with their friends and stuff so like we end up going out and grabbing a bite and having a beer or whatever you know and like the thing with that though is like I'll never ever have pizza delivered to my house, never. I order pizza in fifteen minutes. I hop in my truck and I go pick it up. I mean, and it is it's a ten minute round trip or fifteen minute round trip, but I don't mind that because I don't feel it necessary to get delivery. Like I just I don't work that way. My brain doesn't work that way. I'm not cheap. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with like tipping the driver or anything like that. But I'm like, why do I, why do I have to sacrifice? Why do I have to have somebody serve me when I can just serve myself and I can do it quicker, faster, better, right? It's like when the pizza arrives from a delivery guy, it's probably freaking cold or like it's not as hot as potentially it could be if I went to go pick it up right when it came out of the oven, right? And it's like, and then why do I want to wait 45 minutes to an hour when I can get it in 15 minutes and turn it back around in another 10, right? Like, for me, that's how my brain works. I never, ever ask for delivery. And, and I guess where I'm headed with that is, like, you do have to make those decisions, you know? And, and the background is moving faster than ever. You know, like when we grew up, things were a little bit simpler and we can we can go down that road if we want. But the one thing we can't do, though, is we can't vilify where we where we are today versus yesterday, because it's it's always we're always going to be moving forward. And it's not the today's generation's fault about how they are or act or how they're in their screens or on their tablets or phones all the time. Uh, I can go down that road for hours, but the point of that is, is that that's all they know. And so we can't demonize that. What we have to do is find a fine balance between today and yesterday's value. So like how I grew up and the influences that were in my life and what was important in my life is very different today. What's important to kids today. And so for me to have high school kids and I have two kids out of college already that already moved out and doing very well in life. I have to figure out how to communicate with them and pass forward the values 
that matter, the morals, ethics, and values. I talk about it all the time, and it's important. There's some, there are some no compromise items in my house that I will not compromise when it comes to my kids or my wife. There are certain things, certain lines in the sand that we do not cross, and you do not, you do not challenge, right? And so with that, you got to be strong in that conviction, and my kids know that, and we've laid that foundation so that they're perfectly aware that that is the acceptable yes and no, right? This, this is okay. This is not. Now, that has nothing to do with screen time. It has everything to do with parenting. It has everything to do with being a good husband and spouse. Put the expectations out there and lay it down for the people in your life so that they know what's expected and what's tolerated and not tolerated. And, and I think that that conversation is not happening enough, or I think that we're, too many people are willing to compromise their own values, their own morals, their own convictions for ease. And that's the point of the whole delivery topic of pizza. We're willing to sacrifice more money for ease. We want things to be easier in life more than ever. And if your kids mess up, because you didn't draw a line in the sand, it's because you didn't draw a line in the sand, and that's why your kid messed up. If you took the harder approach and drew that line in the sand, maybe your kid wouldn't have messed up. Maybe his trajectory in life will be better than what you might have set him on a path, but you wanted to take the easy way. You want to be their friend, or you don't want to have the hard conversations, so you shy away from it. That's the ease in life. We have sacrificed all of these primary things that are responsible for who we are, morals, ethics, values, standards. We've, we've compromised on those for, the la- for making it easier. It's for convenience, right? That making it easier that's it, it's for brother. convenience. And that, you, you sacrifice God, that for it's such a, It's such a freaking struggle for me to watch people complain and carry on, but you know that they did not do anything on the back end to make it better for themselves or their family or their spouse or their kids. And it's very frustrating for me. We have to get back to a place in life where people accept responsibility for who they are and what they want their outcome to be. If you want to be a parent, lay a foundation that lets your kids move forward in life and give them more than you had. I get that. I'm guilty of it, right? But hold them responsible hold them to a certain level of morals ethics and values and that shit matters well again for that that convenience factor on the on the parenting and you know and i I see it all the time where of course i want better for my kids than i have of course course. however it was my parents wanted the same thing for me that's right and for me and and you and i talked about this a little the other day you know in in our modeling of life and things but for me to be let's say better than my parents station in life it wasn't necessarily to be a firefighter so i was struggling to keep up with my brother and sister to go to college and to i don't know do something but that wasn't the path for me and I know now being a parent that my parents struggled with that, with making that decision to, to tell me it's okay to not go to college or it's okay to stop going to college is what it really came down to. Like stop wasting your time here. But I think that's always been a problem, you know, with, with social media and everything coming at us so fast. And it's funny because I wrote this down that I wanted to talk to you about this today. 
And I know you've seen this post where it was like, I grew up in Fairlawn, New Jersey, and we stayed out until the streets came, lights came right. on and, you know, all yep. that blah, 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 that you just changed the town that you lived in. And hey, good for you. I'm happy you got to do that. You know, I'm happy, firefighter. You got to ride the back step, you know, in the 80s. But the job is still fun today because things change, right? And things evolve and we have to be willing to evolve with them and to say that it's okay. You know, with my kids, I do not parent my kids the same way I was parented. 100%. And, but I still have to parent them. That's right. I have to figure out how they're going to respond. Um, and they're definitely not perfect, you know, and I'm definitely not perfect either. And I'm trying. We can't just do the convenient thing. The convenient thing is, oh, that's all right. We'll do something. It'll be different next time. It's all about these life lessons learned. And I think that's something both you and I have learned in our journeys through, you know, National Fire Radio and social media and 555 and, and just life. You know, I was I was just thinking like every kid growing up in the suburbs, at least I, I think so. Every kid growing up in the suburbs when I grew up in the 80s and 90s, right? I graduated, co- uh, graduated high school in 1995, graduated college in 2000, grew up in the 80s, 90s, right? Every kid growing up in the 80s and 90s found a stack of porno mags in the cul-de-sac of their neighborhood, right? Like every father dropped off their porno because they couldn't recycle at the time. They couldn't get rid of them, right? I, I, do you ever There's a find, place where they put them, like, like in the woods. Yeah, right. The garbage I, am, yeah, I, sure. am I wrong here? Like, and I remember that as a kid growing up. And what the reason why I bring that up, right, it's just a memory of mine, right? And I remember the feeling as like a nine-year-old kid looking at my first like Playboy magazine, right? First penthouse, right? And it's like this unbelievable thing of like, whoa, like, I can't believe we stumbled upon these. We hid them in the woods. So like, we can go back and look at them. Right. And it was like, you tried to keep them dry. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Right. Kids, these like, that was a chance encounter for us to see something that was a lot more tasteful than what kids can see today. And so my, my point is right we grew up in a time that was simpler, right? We grew up in a time where we found and made kind of our own, I don't know, luck, our own experiences. We fell down and bled and we got back up and still rode our our bike for the rest of the day, right? Like all those things. We can't, I can't put that on a pedestal to say that that's better than what my kids have today. My kids today could find all that, do all that times a thousand things more, right? But kids today are more educated. They're they're much more well-rounded. Now, are they exposed to things that they probably shouldn't be seeing at, an, at a younger age? Yes. Are they maturing quicker because of that? Absolutely, right? But it's the foundation of which is laid at home, right? So you can, you can vilify social media. You can vilify your kid's screen time. But one, you have the choice to take your phone away from your kid. You can tell your kids to get off TikTok. You can go onto your kid's phone and delete TikTok if you want to as a parent. So to vilify social media, to blame the phone or outside influence is a load of shit. It's an excuse for lack of parenting. My kids are on TikTok all the time. They're on social media all the time. Guess what? I'm 46 years old. I'm on social media all the time. I run a social media and podcast platform for the fire service. I live on social media, but it's finding the balance between that and 
everything else that's expected of you. And I've had to lay that foundation down for my kids. And so we can't blame today for our children's. You have to blame yourself for the way your children are and how your home is. And, you know, I just, I think about that, man. And it's like, it's harder today, I think, to be a parent than it was yesterday. You know, it, it, and I believe that um, because there's a lot more challenges that are presented to you as a parent today than there were of yesterday. This episode's brought to you by Fast Rescue Solutions. Fast Rescue Solutions was created with the mission to develop products and training that surpass currently accepted industry standards and that meet the operational challenges of the real world. Their vision is, always has been, and always will be to revolutionize rescue and save lives. Fulfilling both the mission and the vision, the Fastboard is a disruptive technology in rescue. Invented by 28-year Philadelphia firefighter Eric Allen, with over 20 years in the Philadelphia Fire Department Special Operations Command. He is a game changer. His crew is game changing victim in firefighter rescue and survival. The national average time for rescuing a downed firefighter is 15 to 20 minutes using five or more people. The fast board has the ability to reduce that time to five minutes or less using only two or three members. That is 500 times faster than the national average. Originally designed to get down firefighters out of a basement, the fast board has been proven effective in nearly every rescue scenario. RIT can find space, trench, ice, and water rescue, hazmat, mass casualty, and the list goes on and on. Its simplicity and versatility make it a game changer. For a virtual demo or more information, visit their website at www.fastrescuesolutions.com and tell the crew you heard about them on the National Fire Radio channel. Eric and his crew at Fast Rescue Solutions have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. It's that, it's that background changing and you having to keep up with yeah. something that yeah. your kids are, you have to own the fact that your kids are better than you at it yeah. basically yeah. i mean look when when we've talked about this reboot and talked about doing some video stuff you were like how do you how do you think you're gonna be with that pip and i'm like well i have finn he's 12 so i think i'll be all right like finn's gonna help me with this stuff yeah. because he's yeah learning it sure and you know that that convenience and, and talking about this you know and, and that kind of like laziness factor let's talk about because you said it you can take that phone away from your kids and what's your kid going to say back to you? Mm. You're the worst parent ever. That's fine. Oh, I hate you. Blah. I've been accused yeah, of that a lot. In the, in the 80s, though, right? When you got your, when you got your, what'd you have? Did you have a diamond back or did you have a GT? I had a GT I had a, performer. I had a GT performer, blue and pink. I had a GT performer, too. Yeah, blue, I, right? The blue uh, GT performer. Brother, I still ass. have it. Oh, pegs, too. Pegs, front pegs. and rear, full gyro on the, uh, on the handlebars. <laughs> Bro, it's pink. It's light blue and pink. It was the coolest freaking bike, bro. Uh, but your parents take your GT Performer away to them. What did you say to them? Right. Well, you're the worst parents ever. Yeah. They didn't care. They took that thing away because you got caught with a porn bike yeah. in the woods or whatever it I, is. I think the other thing, too, that we should mention, though, is that parents today are so wrapped up in their own shit that their kids are secondary to them a lot of times. 
You know, when I, sure. when I grew up, my mother was a stay-at-home mom. My father had a, a, a career that was able to afford us that life of my mother being uh, home with the kids. I had two older brothers, so there's three of us, three boys in the house. We all played sports. We all had activities. And, you know, back then, there were no, like, cell phones or anything. Like, you know, it wasn't the convenience of today. So, like, mom literally was a taxi, did laundry, and cooked. That was it. Like dinner was on the table at five. I don't ever remember my mom having a life outside of her children and home. Now I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I am saying today that every single adult today has a much bigger lifestyle profile than I think parents did back in those times. And so what happens now is you see a lot of parents focus on themselves first than their kids, where a lot of times kids were put first, the family was put first. And I'm not just saying moms, I'm saying dads too. But my dad worked sun up to sun down six days a week. I never really saw my dad much growing up except for like on like Saturday afternoons and weekends. And he would try to get to a game every once in a while. But like my father worked. But you know what? My relationship with my father is amazing. He might not have been there for everything in my life. But guess what? My relationship with him is so freaking strong. And I had this conversation with Terry not too long ago where I'm, I'm working like a dog, like literally working ridiculous hours, working tons of different things, tons of different angles. And I am constantly on the go. I'm traveling again this weekend. I go away a lot. I, I just have so much on my plate. And I had, to, I had to really sit down with Terry one day and say to her, Terry, when I grew up, my father wasn't at everything. So if Paige and Lily have something at school and I can't make it, or there's a Zoom call with a teacher and I can't make it, I trust you can handle it. Like, you have to be able to go about it. Not every parenting decision has to be done by both of us. Like, you know, and, and I grew up in a house where my father worked, and he worked hard to give us everything he could. And my relationship with him is so strong. My relationship with my daughters is amazing. I have the best relationship with all four of my kids, but my two daughters that are still home with me, 15 and 16 years old, freshman and sophomore in high school, I have an amazing, amazing relationship with them. And, uh, and, and because I focus on them when I can, and I give them everything that I can, and I mean that in a way of mental and love, right? Physical love, mental love. Like I put my arms around them. I hug them. I kiss them. I tell them how great they are. I build them up, but I also have very real conversations about life and expose them to things that I think a lot of their friends probably don't get exposed to, meaning it gives them a good, you know, picture of what life's truly all about. And I have this just unbelievable back and forth with my kids and there's respect from them and I respect them but I am still their parent. And when I have to put my foot down, they freaking hate it. And I'll tell you, it's a blowout, but I got to put my foot down. And there's, again, those things that you just can't compromise on. And so, yeah, man, I don't know. It's a, it's a crazy time. I think people need to stop focusing so much on themselves and start worrying about other people. I talk about empathy a lot lately. I'm talking about, you know, dialing in and and getting out to meet people, do more, see more, shake more hands, give more hugs, open yourself up to more friendships. You know, I, it's funny. I was talking to Terry the other day. My wife and I talk a lot because I'm not always here. And so when I am here, we I, I try to go all in on her. And that's important to me in our in our marriage. And, you know, and so when we talk a lot, we, we talk about a lot of different things. She said to me, she's like, you know, I really don't have that many friends. And I said, well, I don't either. And she says, no, you you know, like everyone. And I said, yes, but how many of those people do I confide in? How many of those people are truly friends that I can, like, 
pick up the phone and like spill my guts to. There's probably a, there's probably three or four people. My wife has like one very best friend and then a couple acquaintances, but like she doesn't run in like a herd of women. She doesn't have like this huge friend group. And I said to her, I said, Tara, I think that happens over time that we're looking for people that lift us up. We can lift them up. It's a mutual back and forth, an unconditional love type thing. And I said, over time, as you mature, I think our friend groups thin out because you kind of weed out the people that don't bring anything to the table. And you, as you mature, you just don't, I don't know. You don't want to entertain it anymore. I hate having to pretend when we have a night out and I can't stand the people we're with. I just, I'm tired of that. I don't want to deal with it anymore. What are your thoughts on that? I'm right there with you on all of that. Actually, like it's kind of scary because it's that, uh, what you just said, describing you and Terry is a lot like me and Tracy, let's say where it's like, Oh, Pip, you know, everybody and everybody knows you. And, you know, she has some great friends. We don't have a bazillion friends. You know, we're not in that group of people that, uh, you know, once a month they're doing this or they're doing that. They're always together, that type of thing. Um, And I think that's okay, you know, because we go back to that. Well, why do you want to be in there? Is it just because everybody's in there? It's like the cool kids table at high school still, even though we're in our 40s we're still kind of comparing ourselves to that in a way um, where I'd rather have those meaningful relationships. You know, that friend from 20 years ago that we don't talk, you know, if we talk once a month, that's a lot, but that conversation is more meaningful than probably 40 other ones. I 100%. Have on the regular. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? And I think, Something that I I was going to kind of jump into a little bit today, but we went more on a a personal level is that like, you know, you have business, you have friends, you have friends that intersect because of business. And sometimes people get that part confused too, you know, where people even ask me and I'm, I'm sure they even ask you like, how are you still friends with that person? You're not doing business with them anymore. You know, maybe your business arrangement didn't work out. Um, and we could almost even use us for an example of saying like, you know, the podcast was going to kick off and it did and we were doing well and then it stopped, but our friendship never changed. You well, know, we just weren't doing the podcast a, together because of this, that, the other thing. Right? There's a very easy answer to that. And it's because you buy into the person. That's exactly. it. It's the person. It's and the that's people. what we're not doing, right? Correct. That's what society's not doing. They're buying into the image of 555 Pip. I'm not really sure what that image is. It's 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 just me out there with my kids working out and, and talking about things we like to, but they buy into this online image and they buy into what they see. And that's something our kids are doing. It's something we did. You know, we, we bought into Saved by the Bell in the early nineties, oh, man, God, late eighties, early nineties. I love, listen, when Elizabeth Berkeley was in that movie and she stripped, like that was every childhood. Jesse Spano. Jesse Spano. Oh my all god! All male high school. Imagine the cafeteria in an all male high school when now, now was it called striptease? Was it called? It striptease? was striptease. Right? Yeah. yeah. Worst movie ever. But bro, yeah, Jesse Spano. Bro, like, Jesse two Spano. Of nudity. That's right. And it, you were every kid that grew up on Saved by the Bell was like, holy shit. That's amazing. And then you, and then Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Now she's just Tiffany Thiessen. But back then she was Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And 
Bro, what? I grew up. What, I, you got her picture on the wall, like no, are you bro, still I, Team Beat magazine. No, she this? she has a she has a couple shows on like the Food Network or whatever, and so on. Like she's still out there. Um, gotcha. But she's yeah. But even that, like, oh my god, they did the uh, they saved by the Jesus. You got my brain going. They did the <laughs> uh, they did that summer episode where they were working at that beach club. The beach club. They worked and at the guys' beach club. What's her name the with the voice? Girl. Yeah. What's her name from the King of Queens? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. She was the daughter Leah of Remini. Leah, yes, Leah, Leah Remini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Went yeah. to Scientology and daughter. back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. And, and it was so awesome because you're like a teenage kid watching these kids on TV, and they're like, they're wearing bikinis, and you're like, come on, like, are you kidding me? Out of control. Oh, Saved by the Bell, man. Are you freaking? Uh, you just made my day. I'm glowing. It's great, right isn't it? Yeah. Like, see the, the size up, man. We, thing, we're going to bring stuff back. You'll see. We You'll had see. such a great... You know, it was funny. We were sitting at dinner last night. It, it's still very important in my house that we have family dinner every night we can. We sit at the table and we, we eat dinner together. Last night we ate repeat, dinner at 7.30 last night. That's repeat, how, though, repeat that one again. It's every night we can. Yeah, but I'm... Right? T- because, yeah, but, but, no, I'm, but that's important. That we can because there are some nights where you just can't. Yep. And what happens, people are like, oh, we missed it. Well, we can't do it. Oh, life is hard. We can't do this. Oh, listen, you can't do things. It's, again, not that time when we grew up where my mom didn't work um, when I was younger. My father worked two jobs. Dinner was on the table four thirty, five o'clock every night because that's what had to happen. That's what could happen. Society, for most folks these days, you and I, it just can't happen that way. You know well, what I mean? Like it, know, there's just so much going on, but when you can, Jeremy, like you said, when you can, I get that family dinner and maybe once a week, you got it. We're pretty lucky if we get that. Once. Listen, man, we're, we're probably three, four times a week. That's awesome. And we have to make an effort to do it. It's important to us because that's the only time the four of us can sit for 30 minutes or tw- even 20 minutes and at least give each other some eye-to-eye FaceTime. And do you know how many things we've been able to talk about or I can see in my daughter's eyes that something's bothering her? Or, you know, that is that that is that buy-in time that you have to buy. No phones, right? Every once in a while, the phones. Every once in a while, the TV's on in the background. The nightly news or Jeopardy's on or whatever, right? In the background, right? Whatever. But we take 20 minutes or 30 minutes and we sit down and we break bread together, and we look at each other across the table in each other's eyes, and we sense and feel what each other have been going through. And last night, my my daughters like to go for, um, I take my kids on car rides with me. It's how I've done it for a very, very long time. Um, I will uh, maybe once, twice a week, if I have like an hour at night or 45 minutes or even a half hour, uh, they'll jump in my truck, and we crank tunes, and we drive around. And that's just my time with my daughters. My wife doesn't come with me. It's just my time, my kids, let's go. And we crank tunes. Now, it's awesome. Paige, my 16-year-old is a sophomore. She's a metalhead right now. She's the coolest chick in the world, like super creative, arts and craftsy. Like, she's amazing. She, she inspires me every single day with how talented she is. And she loves metal. She's in the 80s and 90s right now. Her playlists are amazing. She's incredible, right? And so she cranks the tunes and we laugh and she sends me pictures of concerts that are coming up. Can we go to this concert? Can we do that? That's my thing with her. My daughter, Lily, who's 15, she's a freshman. She's a total book nerd. 
I take her. She is. She reads like seven. Uh, it's great. No, it's just so great. You can call her. Yeah, right? like, she's she reads yeah. like she reads like seven hundred pages a week, dude. She has like Crazy. I don't know how many hundreds of books. And I told her very early on when we realized that she really enjoys reading. I told her very early on, the one thing I'll never say no to is a book. So if you ever, when you want to buy books, you tell me, I'll buy you any single book you want. Probably, in theory, great idea. In reality, we should just be going to the library and, you know, taking them out for free. But she's got bookshelves <laughs> upon <laughs> bookshelves do, so of okay. books. But you know what that's going to be? And I said to Terry, because my wife's like, Jay, you're spending so much money on books. And I said, I don't care. I don't care. Because you know what? She'll look back in 10 years when she has 2,000 books on her bookshelves and say that I read every single book and dad supported me with that. Dad, let me get these books. Dad, this, dad, that, you know, that's important to me. Right. And so it's things like that, that truly matter. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't necessarily remember where I wanted to take this conversation, but it's just, I get lost when I talk about my kids because I'm so inspired by them and they are the most amazing people in the world. And they are my fuel that really lets me be me. And I talk I talk a lot about that too with my wife. And, um, you know, we had some ups and downs. Not not like crazy, but like, you know, like every marriage, right? Ebbs and marriage. flows. It's yeah, called marriage. It's marriage. Yeah. ups and downs. It's, yeah. uh, it's everything. And part of that was, you know, I found National Fire Radio five years ago. And that's on top of another career and on top of everything else in my life. And I piled this thing on. And I it's such a passion project for me. And now it's gone from like a hobby to like a full scale business that is scaling to a point that like literally is ruling my life and taking over my life. Uh, and it's like hiring people, bringing new people in, trusting people with the process, trusting people with all this sorts of stuff. It's now a business. It's not just a hobby and it's fulfilling for me. And I need that. And my Terry and I've talked about this and, and more so now than ever, she didn't have really anything like that. She's, she's worked a bunch of different jobs and, so on, but she doesn't really have this like solid career that she's passionate about. She doesn't really have anything in, in life that she's super passionate about. She's always looking for different things. Um, she's totally into wellness, well-being. She's an alternative medicine type person where, uh, you know, she meditates every day on a bed of nails, like all these different <laughs> things, right? No, it's, it. it's amazing, right? Um, and so on. And, and that's her thing. And she loves working with people, talking with people and this and that. And, you know, we were we were at a point where we were, you know, really conflicted with each other. Nothing of like this like, paramount, like, you know, oh, my God. But there was there was conflict and it was like daily. And it was because I was moving ahead with fulfillment and enjoyment in life. And she was struggling and she was becoming envious and, and resentful of the successes that I was having because she wasn't having any. And we talk about this a lot, that the only way you can be good in marriage is if both people are good in their own lives, right? Like if I'm fulfilled and excited and enjoying my personal life, my, Jeremy Donch, me, my life is good, my output is good, my input is good, my surroundings are good, that means I'm good and that means I can be good in a marriage. If something struff, if, if there's struggle or something suffers in my own life, it will come through to your marriage. And so I was in a very different place than Terry was. And so that was that that's where the conflict was. And so we talked about it a lot to kind of figure each other out to like, what does this all look like? And truthfully, what it looked like was you need to be good in your own life. 
It's okay to focus on yourself. You know, we were just talking 20 minutes ago about having to focus on your kids and not focusing on yourself, but there's a very fine balance because you have to be good. Like you have to be good in your own life. If you're not good in your own life and taking care of yourself and putting yourself in a good place, you can't be good for anyone else. You can't be good in a marriage. It's a sham. It's fake. It will lead to much bigger problems down the road. So be honest and upfront and recognize that if you're not happy personally, Nothing else will be happy or good for you in your life. And so you have to focus on yourself to get yourself good. And not just in in your marriage or with your children, but the firehouse. If you're struggling at home, those struggles plague you when you come to the firehouse. And when we need you to be all in and dialed into your job for that 24 or you're a volunteer and you're showing up for for an automatic alarm or, or a car accident or fire, right? We need you to be able to be in a good place in your personal life so you can check all that at the door so that you can dive in and perform the duties and tasks that you need to when called upon, career or volunteer. And so it took us a long time to really figure out that conversation and what that looks like. And I had to tell my wife, who's done so much for me and my kids, and she's a giver. And that's part of the problem is she doesn't know how to focus on herself. She doesn't know that it's okay to be a little bit selfish. And so she's learning that. And what I've seen through a couple other things is that she's really doing great with it. And because of that, we're doing great. And so that's important, man. So like anybody listening to this, like you got to have, you have to focus on yourself. I know if you have children or obligations, those are important, of course, but your children will see right through any falsehood or fakeness that you're trying to portray. And so if you're not in a good place in your own life, you got to kind of figure that out before you can then help or parent or push people forward in their own lives. You can't constantly give without giving to yourself. And I think with that, with the kids too, and, and a spouse, you know, your kids aren't going to call you out on your shit because they don't, a know any better that's right you're their parent right especially you know your kids are or you have some older kids they're probably calling you out on your shit a little more which is good all the time i'm learning from mine right now as they're getting a little older but it's your spouse that should be the person to do that and i know for for you and terry and for for tracy and i we've both done that and i think we continue to do that have to because there could just be a day where i'm a dick and she's like stop acting like a dick for no reason like what's your reason what she'll ask me what's wrong and i'll be like nothing and she's like okay don't lie to me something's wrong so what happened because she knows you know you, you get that time and her calling me out on it Terry calling you out on you on yours you calling her out mm-hmm. that's the part of marriage and life that i feel like is almost the best part, you know, when you realize like, wow, this is what I needed. This is my wake up call. You know, Tracy's told me several times, like, when's the last time you worked out? Because obviously for me, working out is a huge part of my lifestyle and, and keeps me sane. And I'll be like, uh, a couple of days ago, yeah. like go out, go work out, like take some time to yourself. It's like you going for your drives, right? Like the same type of a thing. Like I go to the to my gym. I can't say the gym because it's in the garage here. But I think that's a huge part of the marriage and that, you know, marriage is work. It's the hardest job in the world. I think next to probably being a parent, but maybe they're one and the same, right? 
A hundred percent, man. Like, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about it and like I count my lucky stars every single day. I just, I have an amazing wife. She's not perfect, but guess what? I'm not either. No marriage is perfect, right? No, no family is perfect. Kids have struggles. Kids have needs. Parents have needs. Like it's finding that balance. But I will tell you this, since we've had those conversations in my house, since my wife and I have really come to understand each other and what each other needs and wants and, and deserves, right, things get better. And yeah. I think things, things you didn't know were bad get better. Yeah. Right? Things, yeah you, it's, things you thought were good, right? You may think something's good. It gets better. Yeah. From those conversations. You know, my, my favorite, uh, I'll be honest with you, the only calm that I have in my life truthfully is every single night when I go to bed, I put my arms around my wife. I truly do. And I hold her for like 10, 15 minutes and we just like laugh, talk. And, but that's when I can turn everything off and just dial in on us. And that to me is the only time that I have in 24 hours. And that might be 10 minutes, but that's the recharge I need in my life to get up the next morning and do what I do over again. And I've come to realize that. And I took, I took my wife and children for granted. I've always been a good husband and father, uh, very loyal, very faithful to them. Uh, I would never, ever screw up anything on a large scale to, to ruin my marriage or to uh, alienate my kids or, or, you know, and so on. I just, I, I just personally could never get there. They're too important to me. Um, and I'm a, I'm a guy that just believes in my convictions and, and you know, who I am. And I would never, ever sacrifice or, or risk any of that. And I'm grateful for that because I know for a while, especially in the very beginning of National Fire Radio, I took them for granted. And I took more than I gave. And I had to come to realize that you do, I don't know what balance is. I've never had balance, right? Balance to me is 30, 70, 60, 40. There's never 50, 50. That's bullshit. It never happens. So sometimes I take more. Sometimes I'm taking 70 and leaving 30. Other times I'm taking 30 and leaving 70. But having those conversations and letting your family, your spouse, your kids know that that's what it looks like for you and that's how it has to be for you because that's all you know. And there's no such thing as 50-50. And I hate people when they ask, how do you find balance? Like, I don't have any balance. The balance is on a sliding scale, but that makes me happy. And I think we sacrifice happiness too often, which then leads to a lot of resentment and failure, failure of your relationships with your kids, failure with your spouse. And I think that that's where you really need to dial in. And so I'm very grateful for the experiences I've had over the last few years, especially with my wife and kids, to kind of navigate this landscape to really determine what works for us and what doesn't. But we were willing to have those conversations. They're hard conversations sometimes, man. And we were willing to have those conversations. We were willing to talk about it. We're willing to put it out there because we believe that we were worth fighting for and worth pushing forward for. And I, I think people give up because it's easier to give up. And that kind of just circles back around to what we were talking about. And uh yeah. It goes back to the beginning yeah. as we're coming to the end, right? And that convenience. You see how well I and do that? Do you see that? You do. You do do it really well. <laughs> I was like, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, man, I got to get better at this. This dude is so good. Like you pulled out. So, right. You pulled out two things that I wanted to bring up anyway, that 
literally played right into where my head was going. And then you brought it all around at the end, which is another big goal of mine is always to be able to bring it back around at the end. So I think we had no idea where this episode was going to go or what we were really going to talk about. And we put out, as you would say, truly a good episode. Bro, I could do this all day long because it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's important to me, right? Like it's just important. I, I, I've come to learn over, especially through the podcast and when I put up some pieces on social media and so on, I've come to realize that like there's, there is an influence that comes with what we've built and people, yes. I get messages every single day, DMS. I get uh, emails now uh, to our podcast email just with, uh, with conversation and so on. But a lot of it is thank you for this. I appreciate you talking about that. You, you know, you're helping me with my career. You get put me into the right, you know, mindset, all these great things, man. And I, I never took any of that for granted, but now more so than ever, it's so important to me to read those words from people because it makes all of this, I don't know, better. The fact that it we makes can, you better. It makes it you just, better. Oh, 100%. I mean, the fact that we can reach somebody with just our word, and I think this episode has tremendous value to it. And I'm listen, man, I've said from day one, man, full authenticity. There's only a couple things that I won't put on the table to talk about, right? But ultimately, like, if I'm going to do this and people are going to trust in who I am and Pip, who you are, right? Like, when we put our word out there and we're willing to, to put it all out there, you know, nobody's got nothing on us, man. And uh, and I think that's where the real message resonates. And that's where you make an impact. And so I'm very grateful for the opportunity to talk like this. I, I haven't talked about a lot of this stuff in a very long time. Um, I typically go down the fire road and not so much of this. But what I love, though, is that you're doing this. And, and that's why I was always here waiting for you to come back around. COVID had a lot to do with it. And, you know, frankly, too, in, in just the, the truth of it all, you know, I had this vision of what National Fire Radio was going to look like, you know, when I started it. And it, it scaled too quickly and it was not manageable for me. And there were casualties along the way. Um, you were one of them. Uh, and, and now back around a couple of years later where we are now structured in a much better place to allow for scalability and growth now it's the importance of your message, health and wellness, lifestyle. Like I'm excited for you to talk about working out, talk about mental health. I'm excited for you to talk about dressing a certain way. I was going to say talking snappy about dressing, my yeah, snappy dressing, snappy dressing, talking about hobbies, things that, uh, things that excite you talk about bourbon, talk about cigars. Like, bro, I'm freaking pumped for what this podcast could potentially bring to the table. And I think that through your guests of people from all walks of life, not just the fire service, but like people that are run breweries and cigars and clothing and bicycles and flying kites and <laughs> flying airplanes. Like it's so freaking cool, man. And I, I just, I'm excited for you to find your way. And, uh, and I've been here from day one as one of your biggest fans. And, and, uh, and I'm excited to see where this goes, man. Um, and, uh, I'm happy for you and I'm happy that you're, you know, that you're uh, willing to give me a second shot. Uh, but, uh, brother, man, we're ready to go. I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah. You're like, you're like the producer, right? Like I think in terms of things, like you're not my boss, you're the producer. I'm the, that's how that works. I'm us. the wizard of Oz. I'm just the guy behind the curtain. I'm <laughs> the just guy behind the, curtain. the guy behind the curtain, pulling the strings. Uh, listen, man, as, as much as I put myself out there, I'm looking for people 
that have a genuine message that can come to the table on behalf of National Fire Radio and let us build something around the individual because you're genuine and let's go. The intent with National Fire Radio is to build out other brands. It's not about me. It's not about Jeremy. It's not about Rob, right? It's about the platform of pushing this job further. We're going to be looking for other personalities and other brands to come underneath the National Fire Radio umbrella. And with that is going to be a deliverable platform of content, all sorts of content that's going to be distributed across the American Fire Service and beyond. We are building a mechanism to allow for future growth of different personalities. And that's what the size up is all about. It's the size up by National Fire Radio. And Pip, you have the abilities to go build and scale this thing as big or as little as you want. Take it wherever you want to go. And we will support that 110%. And that is what I'm excited about, man. There is just such potential with this avenue for you. And I can't wait to see what it looks like, man. I wish you nothing but the absolute success. I'm stoked, man. So with that being said, we did, we do have to wrap up, but we did get a couple questions. We got a lot of questions for you from the general following. Public. Shoot. Let's go. Well, um, well listen, we got, got a, we few, got a couple gonna, minutes. Let's go. We're, we're good. The rapid fire ones. Though, let's go. Because a, a fire captain we're both friends with from up in the Buffalo, New York area. Yeah. Wants to know where your, wants to know where your mustache went. Mustache. Like how, how come it's gone? Mustache it hit the road. Back? My wife hates it. I try to grow it back. My kids won't talk to me when I grow it. Uh, I kind of look icky with it, um, yet I feel like every once in a while I want to grow one. Um, it's the commitment of it, bro. It's it is. The, it's I'm committed the, again. It's the commitment. I'm committed. It's, it's the early stages. When, when you're in that growth of like two weeks to like eight weeks, you look like a perv. And then all of a sudden, like one day you look in the mirror and go, oh, it's in. Like it's here. You know, but see, that's why you have to be like mine right now is so ridiculous at work. They were like, it looks like the bat signal. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it has to, to get through this phase. I have to be so ridiculous to get to the next one. I got it. And I got it. Tracy, Tracy hates it. But Finn and Declan absolutely love it. And Finn says all of his friends like it. So I feel like if 12, 13 year old boys think I'm cool. Then I must be doing something right. Own in it, life. Tracy. Tracy can't get on board with. Own it. Either. I'm sure. Oh, I'm, I I'm I sure am. it will come back. It's just a matter of time. All right, Pel Pelican, our good friend Pelican, wants to know how much you love Pelican products because love she's Pelican. that good at her job. She literally just attacks, attacks on every aspect. Literally okay. just picked up two cases from her last night for my trip this weekend. So yes, I'm a Pelican guy through and through. We have a ton of their products. We're actually an influencer for them. Uh, and we do uh, a bunch of projects with their uh, materials and, and so on. So as summer's coming, we got Pelican coolers and all sorts yeah, of cool yeah. stuff. I gotta, so I got to talk to her about one of them Pelican cooler she called yeah. it something that i thought was amazing but yeah so she's coming on the show we're, we're working cool. on a date now to get her over here Good. all right we'll, we'll go with the last one here just and it can't i think we might have answered it but we didn't you know our, our good friend from down under yep uh who's coming on national fire radio his episode shortly. drops tomorrow sweet well, it, well this is dropping next week so it'll already be out but then go and listen to this episode with uh, it's written, as we say here when we speak American, Gerard, but it's really Jared in Australian. And I'm, I'm learning to speak Australian much better, but he wants to know your feelings. And, and I really do think you've answered this, but just the importance of good friends, right? We talked a bit about friends, but that good friend line again came back up. Matters. Right? 
And it I feel matters. like we've answered it seven times, I but think, it does matter. I think the most important thing about friendships, it's not so much what they do for you. It's what you can do for them. You know, I, I have I have an amazing couple guys and girls that I consider dear friends of mine. Some of them are not in the fire service, which I think is good in a way. Like I, I compare my fire friends to my non-fire friends, and it's like, man, if I had to go to war, I would take my fire friends, you know, a hundred percent. If I wanna, if I wanna escape it, my my non-fire friends are just like it. It just allows me not to have to talk about you know anything, right? And so, like, I love them. I love them both. These friends groups very much, and they're very different in a lot of ways. But man, like. You know, we were just uh, we were just spent the weekend. Terry and I spent the weekend with our best friends this past weekend. Uh, they live down the Jersey Shore, so we took a night, went down there. We were down there Saturday and Sunday, stayed over Saturday night with them, and we just had a blast, man. And like, it's like a weekend like that recharges me. It's friends that like you can be yourself. I think that's the biggest thing too, right? It's like you have to be able, like what what you're hearing today on this podcast is me. Like I don't I don't put up. It's any- amazing, actually. It really is you. Like I, I know you yeah. from outside. This has been you the whole time, and it's why I've shut my mouth most of the time because it's it's the truly authentic you. Sorry, I don't I don't know. I appreciate that because I don't have time in my life to be a bullshit artist. Like I I think. I th- when you're when you become a bull oh, Jesus now we're gonna go down this road when you become <laughs> it's a, never gonna end it's the never ending podcast when you become a bullshit artist and you you believe part of the problem is one you spew bullshit and people know that right they see right through you but two you start to believe your own shit and when you do yeah. that you are on yes. this course of self-destruction because when you start to believe your own stuff you start to alienate yourself from everyone else because you have to protect your stories and when you're a bullshit artist and you lie all the time you can't keep protecting your stories so then you start pushing people away because people start seeing through it's not a lifestyle worth living nobody gives a shit about your lies nobody cares about embellishment nobody cares about anything other than truly who you are. Everybody in high school was worried about the zit on their face, but everybody had zits on their face. Like nobody freaking cares. Right. And so like, no joke, like no joke, stop fucking lying. Like lying. I think being untruthful is the root to evil. It's the root to unhappiness. Be truthful. Be truthful with the people around you. Be truthful with yourself. And when you can honestly have a real conversation and look at the mirror and feel good. Now, that doesn't mean that, like, you're you're in a place in life that, like, you're so happy that, oh, this is me in the mirror. It just means, like, there's nothing I did today that I have to worry about protecting tomorrow because I didn't make it up. I'm not embellishing. I'm not this. I'm not that. You're telling lies to cover your lies. God, it's, right? when you it's see a people lifestyle. Do that, like, it's a lifestyle, and it it honestly erodes you as a human being. And there is just you just can't go down that road because nobody cares. The problem is there's people that lie to get out of trouble, or there's people that lie to deflect and all that shit. But there's also people that lie to like embellish to make themselves seem bigger, stronger, better. Right. And it's like what lying is owning a car you can't afford. Lying is spending all your money dressing and eating out at restaurants that you can't afford. That's lying because your home is a wreck. Your finances are a wreck. You're lying. It it erodes who you are. Stop lying. Nobody gives a shit if you drive a Lamborghini or a Subaru. Nobody cares. 
Truly, I don't care what car you drive. I really don't. I don't care what your clothing looks like. I don't care if you've been to the best restaurants or go on the best trips. I don't care. People do that shit for themselves. They're flexing for themselves. And that's a form of bullshit. And I I don't live that way. So for me today on this podcast for over an hour now, this is me, man. Like, I am just a straight shooter. I don't have time in my life for bullshit because bullshit is a full-time job and I already got plenty of those. Truly. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know. Like, I want to, and we have to end this. We do have to end this, right? But we're definitely going to do it again. So and, and we talked about that. So we're going to do like maybe every 10 episodes. We'll just do this one again. Fine, man. Like, Jeremy, Jeremy uncut. Jeremy uncut. Bro, maybe we be... need to maybe we need to do this once a week. We were talking about you doing a weekly release. Maybe we need to do two and we could just uh, you know, one with a guest and one with me and you. Because you and I bring the very best out of each other. Like you and I have known each other for several years now. Uh, we talk regularly outside of like doing this. Like we talk on the phone and we might go two weeks without talking, and then there's a quick text and then a 30-minute phone call just on your way home from work. I'm on my way in, whatever we're doing, right? But we always seem to, like, just stay in touch with each other and so on. But, like, we – the reason being is because it's very much this. There's no there's no fluff and bullshit. Like, I'm like, all right, bro, got to go. See you, bye. Like, there, there's <laughs> That's no – That's it. We're done. Yeah. We're done. We just. It was funny. The one time we got into, uh, I don't know, maybe, like, two – a couple months back, somehow we got into finances and credit and people running credit yeah. and this, that, the other thing. And then it was like, I got to go by, and you hung up. And you called me back, like, five minutes later, and you're like – this is the way the podcast is going to be. The size of, you're going to talk about finances. You just laid out a financial strategy. Do you know what you just said to me? And I yeah. was like, I don't know. I was just talking. Yes. And you're like, nope, this is what it's going to be. So that's what the size up is going to be. It's going to be a lifestyle podcast and we are going to talk about everything. But I cannot do this on my own. You know, I have Jeremy, the producer in the background there, but I also need to know who I should be talking to and what topics everybody wants to hear about. So feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram. Uh, we are well, the, let, let oh, me, wait, where are we at? Good. Good. What first, am I going to do? You're the producer. Here's, ahead, here's what I was going to say. Um, Voice in my ear. As of later today, when this episode airs, you will have a uh, email address called podcast at the size up.com. And so we're going to, uh, anybody that wants to get a hold of you, they can certainly DM you on Instagram, you know, and so on. But uh, we're going to have an email established uh, podcast at thesizeup.com. So, and there you'll be able go. to blast that out. That was, uh, that's been actually being worked on today uh, with a bunch of other things to support you. So you will have your own email uh, address for the podcast and then you can get that on your phone, Pip, and then you'll have it, you know. Going well, too, and I think, and I know I got to record an intro, but I guess I probably got to record an outro that's going to play anyway that has all that in it. Yeah, whatever um, you want to So we do. can just have the, the consistent wrap up. But mm -hmm. I think everyone knows where to find Jeremy, but if you're looking for him, you know, you, you could just, you know, go on the internet and he's there, right? You just appear like, yeah, it's just, it just is what it is. Like at, at this point, you're just everywhere. I love it, man. So. Listen, I, I'm, I'm there because I feel that my message is strong and, 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 uh, and I like sharing it with people and whether you, whether you want to hear it or not, that's your choice. And, um, but that's okay. Cause I'm still going to put it out and, uh, I don't have all the answers and things that I said today are my opinions and it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. You have to find your own way. Just like the fire service, you got to find your own way. Just in life, you got to find your own way. But there are certain things in life that should be staples. 
Um, and I'm a firm believer in that. But, uh, brother, great episode today, man. Appreciate you. Thank yeah, you man. for having me on the uh, the newly rebounded The Size Up. <laughs> rebounded. I like that one. Rebounded. Rebooted. I'm your rebounded. rebound. Yeah. You're I'm my your, rebound. I'm your rebound episode. <laughs> I so. love it. We'll, we'll catch up with you guys soon. Take care. National Fire Radio.